Hi everyone, my name is Christopher Sperling, and my pronouns are he, him. I'm a health educator with UCSD Health Promotion Services. My specialty emphasis areas are men's health and LGBTQ AI two-spirit plus health, referring to the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, asexual, intersex, and two-spirit communities, plus any other identity that falls within queer-identified or trans-identified spaces. April is Testicular Cancer Awareness Month, and I would like to share some information that college students should know about testicular cancer. Whether you are listening to this episode as someone who has testicles or someone who does not have testicles, it's important to know about health issues that may affect our Triton community. I also want to address the language that we use to talk about men's health issues. Tritons come in all genders, sexualities, and types. The term male refers to their anatomical identification. The term man refers to the social category and gender roles associated with that identification. That being said, some listeners who identify as men may not have male at birth anatomical characteristics. And some listeners who may not identify as men may have male at birth anatomical characteristics. My goal is to make all listeners feel welcomed here, and so I will refrain from using gendered terms where possible. The research, however, is not so comprehensively inclusive in their terminology. So when speaking of quote-unquote men in regards to statistics or research, you can assume that I'm referring to cisgender men. Cisgender meaning that their current gender is man and their current sex is male. I hope to be able to provide updated research in more equitable terms once these studies themselves produce more inclusive results. Okay, let's begin with a question. What is the most common cancer among men ages 15 to 35? Well, you may have guessed based on this episode's topic that testicular cancer is the most common cancer among men ages 15 to 35. The age range of college students tends to fall in the same range, so it's extremely important that we talk about these issues during college. As with any cancer, detecting it early is the best way to prevent any serious or harmful outcomes. Before going further, I want to let you know that the cure rate, as described as excellent, because it is over 95%, meaning that over 95% of people with testicular cancer are cured. One in 270 men will be diagnosed with testicular cancer, however. So while it is great that we have great medical treatments, these work best with early detection and other preventive efforts. At any given time in the U.S., 20,000 are surviving from testicular cancer and 200,000 have been cured. Yet we don't actually talk about testicular cancer that often despite these numbers. Often college students think that cancer only affects older adults or something like that, but it's important to take steps now. Waiting can be the worst thing for you since early detection is so important. While many medical professionals no longer recommend a formal testicular self-exam, there are two main steps you can take to keep those testicles healthy. First, regularly see your primary care physician or someone on your medical care team and be open and honest with them when they ask you questions about your body, your history, and activities you participate in. 
Your medical provider should let you know their recommendations for promoting testicular health, but you should also feel empowered to ask if you have any questions or concerns, or if your medical provider has never brought it up, then you should feel empowered to start that conversation. You have that right. Second, know your normal. If you have testicles, you know that they sometimes have a mind of their own. Since they can move around, it can be hard to know what's normal for your body. Each body is different. So your normal will be different than someone else's normal. While you are welcome to explore different methods for testicular self-exams, the most important underlying idea here is that you need to be able to recognize changes in your testicles. And you won't know if something has changed unless you're familiar with how your testicles normally are. On that note, it is also important that to know that common signs and symptoms of testicular cancer are these sorts of things. And I do want to emphasize that these can also be signs and symptoms of other conditions as well, not just testicular cancer. Overall, this list is not intended to be any sort of medical advice, but just things to look out for. And if any of these occur, it is important to speak with your medical provider as soon as possible so they can determine the cause. That being said, the common signs and symptoms include a painless lump or swelling in either testicle, a change in how the testicle feels, a dull ache in the lower abdomen or groin, a sudden buildup of fluid in the scrotum, and or pain or discomfort in a testicle or the scrotum. While anyone with testicles has some level of risk for developing testicular cancer, there are some common risk factors that indicate that certain groups of people are at an increased risk. These risk factors include having an undescended testicle, which occurs in about 3% of boys, experiencing abnormal development of the testicles, having a personal or family history of testicular cancer. Also, the research indicates that white men have an increased risk of developing testicular cancer when compared to men from other races and ethnicities. If any of these risk factors apply to you, it's important to let your medical provider know, especially if you haven't shared this information with them before. Today, we are joined by my colleague, Christine Glissman, who is the alcohol, tobacco, and drug health educator on staff here at UCSD Health Promotion Services. She will share a little about some lifestyle habits like smoking and drinking and their impact on someone's risk of testicular cancer. Welcome, Christine. Thanks, Christopher. I'm Christine, and I'm super excited to be here and to talk about preventing testicular cancer. So jumping right in, is smoking tobacco a risk factor for testicular cancer? Unfortunately, the research is not super clear at this time. Some studies and organizations say yes, while some say no. So generally speaking, we do know that smoking tobacco or using tobacco in any other way has negative effects on the body with prolonged use throughout the lifespan. Over time, smoking narrows and weakens some of your blood vessels, in addition to reducing the function of blood cells to carry oxygen throughout the body, amongst a myriad of other kind of impacts that they have, especially with uh, carcinogen factors and things like that. 
So since the research isn't very clear, at least with the connection with testicular cancer specifically, it's probably best just to not use because smoking tobacco can obviously impact your health negatively anyway. So overall, just kind of avoid tobacco um, in general. Wow, thanks for sharing, Christine. It's good to know that tobacco impacts our bodies in a lot of ways. What about alcohol? That's a great question, Christopher. So just like tobacco, uh, the research is not very clear yet in regards to alcohol. There are some studies that indicate alcohol use may be correlated with an increased risk of developing testicular cancer. And there's also some research in organizations that say that alcohol does not have an effect. So similar to our message about tobacco, it is important to start and maintain healthy habits throughout our lifespan and to slow or stop sort of unhealthy ones. So if you choose to drink, always drink responsibly and be sure to regularly monitor your health, including your testicular health. Another question that comes up a lot, especially recently, is if cannabis use impacts a person's testicular cancer risk. So in my reviews of some of the literature, I have noticed a few more studies in this area than there are sort of for alcohol or tobacco. But that being said, definitely still needs to be a lot more research on this subject. So the Canadian Cancer Society lists cannabis as a possible risk factor. Um, and there are some research that is saying there's sort of a causal relationship with cannabis and with testicular cancer. Not really sure the weight of that relationship, right? Kind of which way it goes, but there seems to be some sort of relationship. But again, on the other hand, some organizations don't list cannabis at all for a risk factor for testicular, testicular cancer. So same thing, a lot of research needs to be done in this area. I see. Well, thanks for sharing all this great information. Do you have any concluding thoughts? So first and foremost, be open with your medical provider if you are using alcohol, tobacco, cannabis, or any other substance. These can be risk factors for a lot of conditions, not just testicular cancer, but your medical provider can help you navigate these concerns on an individual basis based on you and your body. Second, know your body. Regardless of the research, it is important to recognize changes uh, amongst your testicles and their functionality. So make sure to check in with yourself um, and know what's going on down there and know that these do have an impact on health. Thank you again for being here, Christine. I'm glad you were able to join us and share your expertise. Of course, I'm happy to be here. Stay safe out there, Tritons. Remember, know your body and make sure those testicles are part of the conversation with your medical provider. You'll have a ball speaking with them and they'll help keep your testes as your besties. Much of the information and statistics for this podcast are from the websites of Johns Hopkins Medicine, the American Association for Cancer Research, the National Foundation for Cancer Research, the Canadian Cancer Society, and the Testicular Cancer Awareness Foundation. So that concludes this episode of Live Well, Be Well. If you liked what you heard today and would like to learn more about topics related to health and well-being, there's much more to come. Don't forget to follow Health Promotion Services on Instagram and Facebook under at UCSDHPS. And also check out our website, healthpromotion.ucsd.edu. Stay tuned for our next Live Well, Be Well. Until next time, be kind, be true, be you. And remember, to be well is to live well.